Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today on the Modern MBA podcast, in collaboration with MBAgradschools.com, we're speaking with Alex Rosario, who after a career in mechanical engineering, working with Bomex in Brazil, he set off to pursue an MBA at INSEAD. Most recently, he landed a coveted position with McKenzie, and we talk about his career, the value of doing an MBA, and making the most of the recruitment process. So I'll ask you then to start off by sharing your name, where you're from, and where you did your MBA. My name is Alex Rosario. I was born and raised in Brazil, while my father's family comes from Spain, and I did my MBA, MBA at INSEAD. So it's a huge pleasure to be here representing this unique school and to have the opportunity of sharing a bit of my story, a bit of my career. And I hope those insights can be enlightening for everyone hearing us. So you have a bachelor's in mechanical engineering. You have a passion for social impact. Um, You recently completed an internship with Amazon. And now you've recently started with McKinsey as well, um, which is all very exciting. Um, Could you walk us through your career to date? It has been a long ride, I can say. Uh, I started working as soon as I turned 19. I was in my second semester in engineering school, and I decided to gain practical experience and exposure to manufacturing, which in Brazil is a very typical path after the engineering school. So I interned at Bomex. Bomex is the largest plastic payo manufacturing in Latin America. I worked in one of their production lines for six months, but then I decided to have an experience abroad. So I went to experience to Spain for three months to sharp my third language, have a, had a great time there. And when I came back, one of my older brothers had just launched a fast food business. Basically, it was like two stores from a hot dog franchise, but he did not have the time to manage daily operations and everything that was related to that fr- to that uh, stores. And he asked me to do so. So for me, it was a very interesting experience to have in such a young age. I would do basically everything from HR to marketing, sales, operations, payments, anything that was needed, of course, in a very short scale. But my main takeaway from that one year and a half, I would say, is that putting your skin in the game makes a lot of difference. If you want to see change happening, you must be there where the action is. If it's close to the clients, be there close to the clients. If it's close to operations, be there. So this experience was very enriching for me. And after that, I decided to come back to manufacturing, to the industry itself. And I encountered Bomex doors open. And I then started the longest run in my career. It was a six-year run with Bomex, which for me was like a life changer. And this first part of my career was very valuable I think for two main reasons. The first one, it allowed me to gain deep experience on our manufacturing process, which would help me a lot in the future once I was progressing my career at Bomex to really understand the impact of everything that is related to our manufacturing process. And the second was was the second one was creating relationships with people in the factory floor who would like in the end, those people are the ones that are making every idea and every change really happen. So having this connection and know the struggles they had was also very important to me. And then I transitioned to the second part of my career, which was very managerial, I would say. So first I was promoted to project coordinator, and then I became operations manager. And in that part of my of my career, I started leading teams, I started leading projects, I was leading improvement actions. 
and also new departments, which all together, I would say that they changed the operations of the company in a solid and a very deep way because we were transitioning to a big scale manufacturing business and we were facing very interesting cultural challenges. And then the third and last moment with Bomex was when I became operations director. It was, I would say, the strategic part of my career. So I was responsible for nine different departments, 500 people, and I was leading very high impact initiatives. And after that, I went to the MBA, as we just said. I recently started a new journey with McKinsey as an associate. And in this particular moment, I'm very much looking forward to the new experiences and learnings coming ahead. I'm very, 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 very thrilled to be part of a highly intellectual environment, such as the one that we have in the firm. So in a nutshell, that's my my career. Fantastic, thank you. Um, you can really tell, actually, um, that you're um, that you're now in a consulting role just from your your presentation skills um, and the way that you were able to to explain all that so succinctly and so clearly. But yeah, it's really interesting how you mentioned, especially having that um, that role in the beginning, um, like in in the the food environment, and just being able to, like you say, to work so closely with customers and and really have a very a very general experience, I guess, at, at quite a young age. That that must have been really impactful. One of the main the main levers of my career growth is being exposed to that since a very young age. So understanding how clients they feel, how they, they perceive the actions that you do, and also in the inside part of the company, being close to, to people like blue-collar workers in Brazil, especially in the manufacturing business, you're very close to blue-collar workers, people that are facing struggles in their daily lives that go far beyond their jobs. So having this experience not only allow myself to, to be a better leader and to be exposed to deep business expertise, but also to make connections which would foster my development as a person. So for sure, this is a, is a very complete package to be, to be in. So why did you decide to do the MBA? And also, why did you choose your school as well? So the MBA decision for me, it was nurtured for several years. So since my undergrad, I wanted to be in a place where ideas were discussed in a profound way, a place with very open-minded people, and I would say where things would happen on a big scale. So that I, I was nurturing that feeling for, for a long time. And also during my second tenure at Bomix, I felt the need to keep developing myself, you know, to search for guidance, to be a better leader. I was exposed and leading a lot of people, which made me feel the urge to develop myself and also to gain deep business expertise. I was very focused in one industry, which I was like very skilled on it, but I was not perceiving the whole business environment that was around me. So pursuing an MBA for me was like part of a bigger self-development journey. And why INSEAD? I think I think that's an easy one. So because like there is no such place to evolve as an individual as INSEAD. You're exposed to so much diversity of thoughts. And it's a place I would say extremely committed to make you a better person and leader. And I also felt extremely connected to INSEAD when I visited the school in 2018. So I'm, I'm very glad the school chose me and I'm even more glad to be paying back how much I learned and grew last year. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, it sounds like a, a, a really sort of great experience. Um, I mean, you mentioned the the diversity um, at NCAD, but one of the things as well is it's also known as the International MBA. Um, how did that kind of measure up in your in your eyes? I suppose, especially during um, during COVID nineteen, how did you how did you still kind of get that international experience? That's that's a very good point. I will start with with the COVID part. So for my batch, the twenty Ds which started in January of 2020 and finished in December of 2020. I didn't see COVID affecting the international exposure at all, to be honest. So because we had the first period in person and also some periods afterwards, which allowed us to form personal connections with people from all around the globe. So in my case, for example, my closest connections are from Switzerland, US, Pakistan, Malaysia, Vietnam. And of course, I made strong ties with some Brazilians, but I think Inseada goes far beyond your nationality or people with whom you have an implied connection. So the perception of being an international MBA was like, is really true. For example, in my batch, we were from seven different nationalities. My study group had people from five different regions of the world. So there are so many foundations in place at Inseada to expose you to the diversity of thoughts I mentioned before. And also more than that, I think you learn about business and idea from everywhere. So it is not one country oriented, you know, one day you will study about a company in India. The other day you hear about public policies in Australia, then about business development in Africa, then about economic challenges in Europe. And it goes on and on and on. And just to add one more point on that, I think the diversity goes far beyond business topics as well. I think it's embedded in the daily discussions we have. So for instance, one of my group mates led an amazing initiative last year called Culture Exchange. Basically, Culture Exchange every week would host two people from a different country that would give a 20-minute presentation about their culture. And this project lasts from April, when uh, it was really founded, to December. And it was conceived during COVID when everybody was studying remotely, everyone at their homes not being able to see each other. And... Even during COVID, I think we were able to thrive and it also allowed us to learn so much from others' perspective. So inside is definitely a place you can become a global citizen. And in my experience during the MBA, I didn't see COVID affect that international exposure at all. Yeah, that's great. And I think it's a really good, the cultural exchange program, that sounds awesome. It's such a good idea. Um, but I think it's also a really valid point as well, that when we talk about the international aspect of MBAs, we're often focusing on like our classmates and where they come from. But you're right, it's also about the curriculum as well and the case studies that you focus on and and having that, that international angle too. No, for sure. So when you're having discussions in the classroom, for example, doesn't matter if you're bringing a very solid business topic into the discussion because you're for sure going to have different opinions because the way I perceive it as a Brazilian is completely different from someone uh, that perceives it as, as a Chinese or an Indian or someone from Australia or someone from Europe. So you have so much different backgrounds on the room that you're going to like implicitly foster that environment where where even though it's a very solid business topic, different opinions will emerge. That's for sure. And I think that's the foundations that INSEAD tried to put in. And in the end, it goes far beyond a discussion about one topic in a specific. You also start to learn how people perceive from the background they, they had before. 
And so how was your MBA experience like more generally? Were there any sort of, were there any classes that you found particularly helpful or any kind of extra extracurricular activities that you got involved with? So my MBA experience as a whole was, I'll say, was in a sensation experience, right? So I can also divide it in, in three parts to tackle your question. The first one is academically. I think the MBA provided me with business background that I needed not only to pivot my career to consulting, for example, but to start building my skills and knowledge to one day, for example, maybe be an entrepreneur or work with social impact. And in the professional side, I think the MBA exposed me to several different industries, which was particularly important to me that spent almost all my career, as I mentioned, in one company and in one industry. It also put me in contact with like fabulous professionals, fabulous companies with whom I can connect, I can discuss ideas, I can discuss my career, I can envision my next steps. And personally, as I mentioned, it was also a life changer to me because the relationships I made, the experiences I had, and how much they helped me become a better version of myself, I think it's the summit of maybe of the MBA. And in my case, I don't recall one specific class or activity that was responsible for creating the most impact. I think it was the collection of these daily moments that I just mentioned, you know, like bumping into people in the narrow streets of Fontainebleau, traveling around, discussing controversial topics, listening to different opinions, challenging different opinions, and especially like being open and verbal to experience these moments in a very deep way. I think that's the glue that made my year special. I don't recall one specific moment that was the trigger of everything. I think it's the daily collections of those small moments that made the year special. Yeah, I can understand that. It's kind of like the it's the holistic perspective, isn't it? Um, and the cumulative effect of, of all of those those little things. When you when you start being exposed to so many interesting things on your daily lives and you see how much that can create impact on yourself and in your career, you also start to look for that more and more and more. So when I look myself during P1, the first two months, I'm a completely different person than I was in P5. I would say not a different person, but for sure with a different attitude because you see how much this holistic perspective can make you grow, as I mentioned, right? So you start seeking for that as well. And I think that during the career, during the MBA, it's like a ramp up, right? So in the end, you feel much more comfortable in, in challenging these opinions. And I think the biggest reflection that you have is how you're going to bring back to your, I would say, normal life when the MBA finishes. So for sure, being that holistic environment makes a lot of difference. And speaking of the, the end of the MBA, um, I mean, finding a job um, at the moment because of the COVID-19 crisis has been a hot topic for a lot of the MBAs that we speak to. How did you manage the recruitment and the job search process um, given all the COVID challenges? That's that's a very good point. I think the first thing to say is that there are some, some types of recruiting process during an MBA and it really depends on which companies are you targeting, right? So in my case, I did an internship at Amazon and I was hired full-time from McKinsey. And I can say that big tech companies and especially consulting firms, they have a very organized recruiting process with dates very clear, steps very clear since the beginning. So you know how the process will unfold. And of course, this helps a lot. But I also don't see that as an excuse for the ones aiming for different industries, for example. So I think the main advice I can give is know how the recruiting process is at your target companies. If it's decentralized and less organized, for example, reach out to people in these companies, introduce yourself, seek for advice. 
on how to navigate the recruiting process. Know where you're landing, right? And don't expect every recruitment will be like MBB because in the end it won't. And for example, if you want to recruit to a specific geography, there will be several recruiting platforms tailored to that country or tailored to that region where you should do your job research. Like don't expect career service for any university to put you inside your dream job because they're just a resource. And in the end, I think it depends all on you. And I think there are also other general tips, which I believe schools not only cover, but it's kind of expected that an MBA student we already know. For example, doing your homework and understanding the business and the company you're interviewing for, researching about people you're going to talk with. I think these are standard interview procedures which are expected to be mastered by an MBA from a by an MBA student from a top school. And regarding COVID itself, I think the dynamic changes a bit for sure. It's like you cannot deny that. But my tip is like practice practice the most you can. Like simulate your interviews as much as you can but also not to a point that you become a robot, right? Because one very tricky part of the COVID interviews is that, like the remote interviews, is that communication skills are even more important. Like in a remote interview, due to the difficulty to create engagement with the person you're talking with, like you need to check for your voice tone, you need to understand how you sit, how you smile, how you seek to, to really engage with the other person. And I think that can be a really strong difference of getting in or not. But I, the, per, the process as a whole is still very similar. I think it's identifying those small differences and knowing where you want to land after the MBA. I think those are the two main points. Yeah, I think that you made a really important point as well about career services and that they're there to advise you and help you. But ultimately, they're not, yeah, you know, they're not a placement agency. Like it really is up to us to kind of put that that work in. And I don't, yeah, I don't know. I sometimes feels like um, not everyone has realistic expectations around that. Most of us, and I, I definitely include myself on that, think that after you land at the MBA, it's kind of your after MBA plan is it's a given, right? But it's kind of the opposite. I would say that for sure it's more difficult to land where you want after the MBA than to land in the MBA itself. So having the awareness that you need to work even harder during the MBA, that you need to understand your path and you need to put your career search as, as one of the priorities during the year. I think it's very important because I saw a lot of people that got uh, frustrated because they had a different experience, uh, expectation before joining the MBA. And they thought that just by being at INSEAD or just by like going through the exhaustive process of landing an MBA it's it was already putting them where they wanted, but it, it's definitely not a given. In the end, it 100% depends on yourself, and you need to understand like what you give to companies, where you want to land, and like which geography is important to you. And also, one very important thing is most people like in the MBA they want to transition careers, even geography or or function or industry or even the three of them, right? But making this in one move is extremely hard, extremely hard. You cannot change the three levers in once. Actually, you can, but you need to understand that it's very hard, right? So sometimes people need to have the perspective that they will probably be closer to that dream job after the MBA. So maybe change one or two things and then put themselves in the position or after two or three years after the MBA to make the last transition, right? So let's say that you want to go to Europe, you want to work with consulting and you want to, I don't know, like 
you're already moving roles, right? So you're moving to, as an associate to consulting in Europe and you didn't have any of those three experiences before. So maybe it's better to move first to consulting and then try to move to Europe or first you move to Europe and then you try to move to consulting. That's one example that people also need to be aware that those like dream jobs or those like very hard moves, they, they had a, pay, a price to be paid and not necessarily you're going to land it as soon as you finish the MBA. Yeah, it's really true. Like we speak to a few people that did like the the triple jump, but the reason we speak to those people really is because it is quite an unusual story. Um, and I know a lot more people who have done exactly as you said and kind of taken, you know, steps rather than expecting to um to do it all in one go. I think it's it's a matter of expectations, right? If we manage our expectations, that knowing that our career it's a long run. And we don't necessarily need to nail everything just after the MBA and understanding that like there are some other drivers in life that can also be very important during your career decision and maybe understand which of the three parts of the jump are more important to you and maybe focus on that one. I think those are some, some expectations management that you can do to be happy with your career decision after the MBA. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I think that that's really important. And and so where do you go from here? What are what are your plans for kind of the, I guess, the immediate future and then maybe the longer term future as well? That's a, that's a very interesting question. I would say that the answer is work in progress so far. But my main focus at the moment is to have a good start at McKinsey, learn the basic toolkit of a consultant, master my work in a very fast pace. I think after that, I am to extend my professional impact at the firm. I want to explore some of the perks the firm has. For example, uh, I can work abroad uh, doing like go to regions that I, I never been before and also having a professional impact. So that's something that I'm, I might try to, to have in the future. I also want to engage with social impact projects with the firm or not. I think I have a very strong passion for the topic and I also envision to work with education in the future. I need. I I don't know yet if it will be for profit or not, but for sure one day I will be working with education, and maybe in the future start engaging with entrepreneurship. That's also a a back plan in my head. I also to intend intend to engage with some initiatives of the Inside Alumni Network, maybe mentoring young talents. I love that part of like mentorship and people development. That's that's also a passion that I have. I think it's as I said, it's working pro in progress. Let's see. I have some ideas under reflection in my head, but one thing I can definitely say that doesn't matter where I'll go, for sure I will take my inside relationships with me and the learning perspective will be forever, like walking along. And 2020 was a year with no end to me and all this, those plans that what I would do from here, it's kind of uh, has been impacted by the year that I had during the MBA. So it's definitely a, a journey that worthwhile for sure. Thank you. Yeah, it's really good to hear that. And I think that one of the the best things the MBA gives you is that kind of that lifelong approach to learning new things and, and trying, you know, trying new activities. And um, yeah, it's, you know, it's the end of your course is definitely not the end of your journey. It's It's really just the beginning. If you're going there for one extremely particular reason, you can also serve your your goals. But the main value of the MBA, I really believe it's being open to not only evolve academically, professionally, but especially, especially personally. So having that in mind can also 
add a lot of value to the MBA experience. That's all for today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And you can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, or you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until next time, bye! Bye!